Traders, very, very warm welcome to today's pre-market trade plan live session, which is your opportunity to be uh, as prepared as we possibly can with some um, important news out again today. We're looking at non-farm payroll numbers in the US, um, so likely to be um, some explosive moves at, at some point, very, very likely beyond that um, non-farm payroll number. So we'll have a look at it in a bit more detail. And it's important we're aware of these events events and we're aware in terms of how to um how to try to trade those um potential events and and that can uh, that can give us a bit of an edge in these markets so planning your trades and then trying to execute your trade plan uh, is a very very different environment from someone that's just sort of guessing and looking at markets and buying markets one minute and selling them the next and getting chopped up with these really quite sideways moving markets again at the moment. So we get short periods of really explosive moves followed by, you know, long periods of, of kind of sideways moving. So you have to be kind of willing to, um, to really prepare yourselves well for these moves. Uh, please serious warning uh, up on screen. Just as a quick introduction then, um, all profitable traders need to decide which markets to trade and we would just ask you to analyze, you know, the, the method or the reasoning behind perhaps the markets that you choose. For us, it's the most liquid, um, diverse group of, of markets that we can uh, we can focus on. We, we don't trade cryptocurrencies, um, but we do look at things like um, uh, U.S. global indices, commodities like gold and oil, and also um, some of the major currencies uh in global finance so we've always got opportunities somewhere um so where do we then want to enter those markets and, and of course exit they're both very very different things how do we manage risk what steps do we take how do we mitigate risk when we can um and uh are we in control of our exposure in these markets that's a, a pretty significant question especially during really quite challenging market conditions uh, and then how do you manage each trade, hopefully to a successful outcome, along with trading psychology. So on that note, um, we do address these considerations live every day in our trade rooms. Um, and we are strong advocates of, of being consistent in our approach, uh, accurate in the levels that we use, disciplined with our capital, and of course, being patient as well. So let's start with a review of potential market moving news. Uh, good morning, everyone. Hope you're all keeping well. It does seem like it's been a quite a long trading week so far. So we're finishing with uh, non-farm payroll. Just taking a step back to yesterday, we had Fed, in fact, if we go back to Wednesday first, we had some, um, the ADP numbers came in, you know, way below uh, expectations, about 50,000 jobs lower than expected. Um, markets are building up to something similar with the ADP with the non-farm payroll numbers again today uh, GDP coming in actually above expectations which is um, an interesting dynamic uh, job openings remain stubbornly high um, there's almost two jobs available for each each unemployed person in the US which is um, lots of options for unemployed people at the minute in the US now we are expecting a bit of a jobs hit I suppose the question is, when are we going to get that that jobs jobs hit? Um, is it going to be today, um, or are we going to be early, early 2023? 
Um, also on Wednesday, Jerome Powell adopted a little bit more of a dovish approach, looking to slow down the pace of rate hikes, and where we can expect a 50 basis point move um, in in a couple of weeks. So that takes us on to today, finishing up. Oh, sorry, yesterday, uh, where we got core PCE numbers coming in lower than expected. So it, it just suggests that there is a you know, softening. We've gone from last month 0.5 down to 0.2. So uh, an important um, reduction in inflation. Uh, the Fed are still obviously very concerned to try and get on top of that inflation, but nonetheless, they seem to be having a positive impact on the demand side. Uh, so today really is all about non-farm payrolls. So we're going to see, we can expect 200,000 jobs to be added. And that would be, I suppose, uh, Traditionally, if you went back before COVID, that would very much be a, um, a sort of an average expansion um, in the US jobs market. So it's not exceptionally low, but we're going to see what the actual figure comes in as. 200,000 jobs is pretty much being, being priced in. The, the question is, do the job change in the US, does it start reducing now month on month quite considerably? If there's a 61 if there's a 61,000 reduction in the employment change number from the previous month, you know, that's at least uh, a bit of an effort. And if it comes in at, you know, 150, 160, then that's a sizable move. And if, if you can imagine, if we can see that over and over, over the next few months, you know, the Fed will be getting their way in terms of um, uh, the jobs market. Uh, unemployment rate itself is, is remaining really quite sticky. We are pretty much at, at full employment. Um, with the amount of jobs that are available and the amount of unemployed people not willing to really take up a job for one reason or another. Now, there's often good reasons for that, but occasionally not so good reasons for that as well. Okay, so, um, so really it's just preparing ourselves for these particular news events. So the question is, how, how do we look to, to take advantage of this news event? Well, it's quite simple to a certain degree. If we have a sizable um, reduction in, uh, in, in employment numbers, that is what the Fed have been working towards, to see a softer jobs market. And... Um, The question is, will, will, will we get that today? So unfortunately, we're trading markets at the moment, which bad news means good news. So if there's less people employed, that would traditionally be viewed as, you know, that's, that's not great really for the economy. But it's because the Fed are trying to induce a recession. They're raising rates at a pretty dramatic stage and um, trying to bring down treasury yields and uh, which they're having a, a meaningful impact actually uh, on that basis. Let me share with you the. So one of the reasons why the Fed are slowing is that the 10 year treasury yield uh, has rolled over significantly from the, the 1.2 highs, which would have been significantly above the, um, the, the current interest rate, which is at 4.0. Um, and now it's gonna go up to 4.5. So this is a first indicator. There's a bit of um, 
demand coming into bonds and we're seeing bond yields uh, roll over quite significantly to the downside. So that's, we're now sort of 70 basis points off the highs. And the, ter- the, the interest rate in the US is currently 4%. So the 10 years now below that. Um, we still have the inversion to, to consider this still implies that there is going to be a significant recession. So the two year, again, which has come off its highs quite significantly, there's still a 75, 70, 73 basis point differential really between the 10 year and the two year. So we can prepare ourselves for a recession in the US. Um, but in terms of today's jobs numbers, I'm sure the recession will take care of itself um, in the coming months. And a lot of trading now is going to become very data dependent. We have been in a phase which um, which has been very much uh, central bank driven. Uh, now we're we're probably likely to move back to more uh, rel- you know relevant data points. And if they disappoint. Um, well, you'll probably see an upside in these markets if they um, if they come in above expectation. It might still be that bad news is good news type of trade, which we're currently seeing at the minute. So um, it just remains to be seen if we look at market technicals where we're running into this important upper trend line, as you can see. So that could pose a little bit of uh, resistance. Um, at this price we're not really getting much to work with just yet we had a bit of a move yesterday but it's kind of bounced off those lows uh, to the downside so it's threatening to push lower and it's not actually delivering too much just yet um we're still in our our trade to the downside for the for the nasdaq trade so we still have this downward trajectory. We, we had been previously been in that upward trend and now clearly we're in that downward trend. And um, that, that could very easily continue for us. So we're, um, we're not quite out of the woods yet in terms of uh, further upside, but um, there it is. We're running into 200 period moving average, which is quite significant. We have a stop loss just above it as well. So, We'll, we'll have to wait and see, but you can see the, the sideways moving pattern really uh, over the last month. That, that's that's what we're dealing with. All right then, so um, so we did get a strong retracement yesterday across most markets. So um, some selling came in against the FTSE um, and similar situation against the NASDAQ with lots of resistance up at these higher levels. So a bit of a structural failure now uh in in the nikkei so a double top here over the last week or so and now today we've kind of broken out of this little little range so there's potentially further downside for the yen it is quite choppy which is one of the reasons why we've not been proactive really for most of this year uh, when it comes to the the uh the nikkei so bitcoin we're still in this little sideways. If we were, if we were buyers of Bitcoin, we'd still be really quite, quite concerned about this trade because um, there's a lot going on in the background with these cryptocurrencies. Lots of these exchanges uh, could be in really significant trouble. Um, 
and there's probably more to, more to be seen on that level. So we've got a bit of indecision going into today's non-farm payroll numbers. Um, and we're going to have to see how these markets, we have to see what the numbers are and then see how the markets react and then see if there's a trading opportunity for us. So, you know, will we get more, um, more downside today? We're probably unlikely until we get these non-farm payroll numbers. So US oil, uh, strong pullback, you know, of a four days, strong pullback, still looking like we're going to, we're in that little pullback phase. There will be an attempt to make a new low at some point. So that's maybe the trade that we'll, we'll try and prepare for. Uh, gold, strong move in gold yesterday in the end. We, we've now got a series of structural failures to the upside. So our bias can certainly start to shift for gold. Um, it's kind of behaving. The gold market used to be a hedge against inflation. Now it seems to be more of a, um, a reaction to, to dollar relative strength or weakness. So um, as, as the dollar had strengthened for most of the trading year, we saw gold really considerably roll over to the downside, despite the, the, the really turbulent risk-off market conditions that we've experienced um, because of higher rates. But now that the dollar's kind of turned and is looking more bullish, we've seen the gold market turn. And we would have thought it would have reacted a little bit more to, you know, the global um, you know, the risk off trade and it, and it failed to do so, which is quite interesting. Um, this is your, this is your little trend line in this market, which we were able to kind of break back here. That was your first structural failure trade to the upside. We came up to the monthly high, we broke above it, came back to it, and then we've extended higher again. So there's a series of multiple structural failures trades to the upside. Um, Today's non-farm payroll could be another kind of disruptive event for gold. So the end, we're, we're, we're sort of, we're more bearish than we are bullish. Getting further moves to the downside for the yen. Actually a really strong move yesterday in the end. And we'll see how the, the euro see the euro is performing quite so really it's the dollar yen that should perhaps take our focus so um let, let's go ahead and do that now we're below the 200 period moving average so the 13500 so we'll do the euro yen sorry the, the dollar yen to the downside below the 13500 A strong move, a strong close in the end uh, yesterday. So we really were able to kind of break that trade to the upside in the end. Okay, so we are above those levels. We're above the 200 period moving average. 
we'd prefer to probably look at the yen in a little bit more detail. This would be an interesting trade, dollar Swiss to the downside. Um, it would be below the 93.57. It's following the euro dollar, but we're, we're a bit slower in getting there. And this is a strong structural failure trade now to the downside. So plenty more downside expected at these, at these lower levels. So perhaps a decent type of technical setup really in a dollar in the dollar swiss not too clear with the dollar cad the aussie dollars up those highs like the euro and the pound um, same situation for the we're kind of breaking i mean this is quite a linear move and we we saw this to the downside um and we're now seeing pretty much a v-shaped recovery in the in the new zealand dollar um so we probably see it return to just these slightly higher levels, you know, the 64, 65 level, which is where we're pretty much quite close to now at this stage. Yeah, we're still sort of trading the um, the euro pound. We're just above that 200 period moving average. And we've also got the monthly low sitting in there as well, the 85, 70. So below that level would constitute a decent sell trade actually in the euro pound. So some pound weakness eventually kicking in. So let's take that. Let's take the Euro-Yen. Euro-Yen below the 41.89. On 41.89. For the Euro-Yen and then the Pound-Yen. So we'll have a, a strong focus on the market that's, that's likely to move the most um, yeah, we, we are below this little technical low in here. So we can look at prices around that 16500 level. Okay, so we need to be mindful that today we've got non-farm payroll and that could disrupt this trade plan really quite significantly. But in the interim, we've certainly got these trading opportunities to look at. So our trade plan market summary. Um, We do have mixed and we do need to put a little caveat. Um, so yesterday we were looking for both. We were looking for will will the indices push higher or will they roll back over to the downside? And there was a bit of mild. The, the problem we had with yesterday's markets is we had a, um, a slightly risk off market condition in terms of appetite for risk was reduced. So we saw indices roll up, rolling lower, but we saw a big move in markets like the euro dollar to the upside. So again, it was kind of offside in terms of trading opportunities yesterday. There was um, there was reasons to be, I suppose, a little bit patient. You want to try and see uh, risk off along with a, a weaker dollar. But we're going to see if that's beginning to unwind now at this stage with a with a strengthening yen. So. Yesterday, we were keeping both options open. It's probably still better to do that in terms of risk. Um, US uh, job numbers. So that's likely to be uh, a bit of a significant game changer, really, for these markets. U.S. industry strength, we didn't get it. 
We were looking for US weakness. We did get it. So, but the, because of that problem, and then we got some continuation in, in the yen strength trade. So, uh, it's going to be a version of that again. I'm looking to sell. So one thirty-five hundred. Euro, euro yen next. A little bit more specific today, of course, which is good. So. One forty one eighty nine pound yen. So one sixty five hundred. And then we can look at dollar Swiss, which again looks like a decent trade to the downside. But you'd have to trade it below. Sell below the ninety three fifty seven. Okay. Okay, so today's trade plan is quite mixed in its in its nature. Certainly it seems to be waiting for these non farm payroll numbers. Uh, however, we can look to sell the dollar yen, look to sell that below the one thirty five hundred level. We're gonna look to sell the euro yen below the 141.89. We're going to look to to sell the pound yen below the 165.00, and we're going to look to sell the dollar Swiss below the 93.57. So just be mindful. We do have U.S. job numbers due out today at 1:30 p.m. UK time, which is likely to be a significant game changer for these markets. So on that note, guys, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, I'll post this into the chat box so you can take it away with you. And uh, we'll switch rooms now. We'll switch over to our live trade room. So if you can join us for that, um, you can access uh, our live trade room from your members area. Um, so just click on the relevant uh, broadcast. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you again. Uh, of course, enjoy the weekend, and we'll see you next week um, for another trade plan session. But um, really, all eyes will be on today's non-farm payroll number. So we we'll get some analysis now in just a second. Okay, on that note, guys, thanks very much for joining us. Um, take care. Any questions, feel free to post them into the chat box. And we do trade these markets live every day from 8 a.m. for the European trading session and again at 12.45 for the U.S. trading session, which is today likely to be a really quite explosive event. So join us for that if you can. For more information, go to thelivetradingroom.com and uh, feel free to speak to us there. So from everyone here at the Live Trading Room, take care. We'll speak to you soon. Bye for now.